one of the things that we can really take comfort in in this is like our church isn't going to make it up every 10 years. We're not going to rewrite ourselves every 10 years. Hello, this is Pastor John. This is Pastor Tim. This is the Every Moment His podcast. It is a podcast of Holy Cross Lutheran Church in the wonderful, beautiful city of Kearney, Nebraska, yeah. right in the middle. Sandhill Crane capital of the world. Yep. Only yeah. one month a year, though. It's okay. <laughs> we like them. We like them. We like them for about a month, and then they need to go back home. Yeah, so we're doing this series. Um, it's kind of like, hey, what you should totally know about being in the church. Yeah, so we called this Stuff You Should Know. And I would say these are kind of like little nuggets of just helpful teaching that uh, make life in the church make more sense. Like this is kind of what we're about. Like instead of just assuming people are going to catch this by kind of common experience or just exposure, we want to kind of just put it right there for you. Just here's something that it would be useful to just know, just to orient you to life in the church. Just a nugget, one nugget at a time. All right. So the nugget we have today is number two of the 20. Okay. And I'm going to call this one Scripture Alone, or if we want to be Latin scholars, we can say Sola Scriptura. So our faith is based on Scripture alone. The Bible is the final authority on everything for faith and life because they are from God. Other authorities, such as church traditions, science, politics, reason, and feelings can be useful and true, but they are always placed under the authority of the scriptures. We believe the Bible is God-breathed and is the most reliable source of truth that exists. Okay. And so, you know, I don't know that many people are super confused about this, but I think we want everyone in the church to also have this mindset. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be super useful because it's kind of like, hey, if we have a, a football team, it's useful if everyone is familiar with the playbook. Right. You know, like, because then it's you know, like, oh yeah, I, I read about that. I, I noticed mm-hmm. that. I, I studied that. And mm-hmm. it's not going to be jarring when you, when you hear the play called on the field and you're like, oh yeah, that's right, because it's in line with the playbook. Yeah. I mean, that's an analogy. It's going to break down. Yeah, those football analogies, they, they make sense, though. They do, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, and I think that it's true that most of us would say, yeah, Scripture alone, that's cool. I think, um, how do we see this practically? Like, how do we see this in the trenches of just daily Christian life? I think that for one, when we show up to church, we ought to come Bible open and ready to learn the word. And so, you know, um, it's nice in a sermon where we hear an inspirational story or a funny mm, joke or mm-hmm, quote mm-hmm. or something we remember, but, but what really matters is that we're getting the word of God faithfully taught, preached, um, applied to our lives. And so I think that in practice, we ought to, to come to church with our Bibles. Like, I think it's a super awesome practice to just bring your Bible to church. And if you're not going to do that, if you forget it, use the Bible in the pew. I think 
It's so interesting to me that our church body, the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate, is, is supposed to be this church body mm-hmm. that is scripture alone. And so many times when I go to Lutheran churches, hmm. there's Bibles, but they're never taken out. Yeah, that's cues. interesting. They just sit there. Like, why is that? I don't know. I th- yeah, I think um, we're very, uh, you know, like regimented Sunday kind of traditionally. Mm-hmm. You come to church on Sunday, you listen. Yeah. Um, and it, we maybe even shy away from any, any personal piety of like every day getting your Bible. Because uh, we don't like, want to make it about works. Or yeah, anything. or yeah, we don't want to misinterpret it possibly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the uh, there's such a richness to the scripture. Mm-hmm. And I think every Christian should be on this quest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, to really know as far as your mental capacity can take you, mm-hmm. what what does God say? Right. You know, what does he want you to know about this life and what does he want you to know most importantly about his son yeah these things are written that you may believe that Mm -hmm. jesus is the christ and by believing you may have life in his name john 20 31 yeah um which we sing in our liturgy at the eight o'clock service yeah yeah um but uh now i think there is a misunderstanding of sola scriptura or scripture alone that that we see in American popular Christianity. And the misinterpretation is this. I can just have a private me and my Bible Christianity Mm. where I read my Bible kind of like a daily boost of inspiration or wisdom or like a magic eight ball where you Mm. open up the page and you just get some, you almost think like the Bible was written just for you. And, and that can, is, is not what we mean by scripture alone. God yeah. did not intend us to read and interpret the Bible on our own. He intends us to read and interpret the Bible in a community. Now, we should all be reading the scriptures in our, in our daily lives, I believe, because it's kind of like you read the scriptures and then you come to church and you study them and hear them preached with other Christians. And that way you don't get some kind of weird interpretation. Mm. It's like, we want to avoid these extremes of me alone with my Bible, but also the extreme of I come to church and I hear the word there, but I never interact with it on my own. Yeah. It's like, let's do both. Yeah, yeah, that would be ideal, right? <laughs> it's like, and I think it, you know, part of it is like, uh, if people are really into their Bibles, it makes sense of why pastors exist. Yeah. You know, because it's like literally, what did we do in the seminary? We were kind of like inundated with the scriptures. Mm-hmm. We were studying Greek and studying Hebrew and studying interpretation and the biblical narrative. And it's just like, that was our whole training, you know? And so yeah. when we come to the uh parish setting when you come to a church we want to serve like that's what we want to do we want to give people the richness of the scriptures Mm -hmm. like that's our wheelhouse and and then sometimes the church is like you know that's great but could you like do this other event or could you do this or that and it's like no the church really is meant to give out the word of god to people so that they can be saved i mean there's other um, other things that we do, but they're really not the core. The core is yeah. giving God's word to God's people. Well, you reminded me of a story in Acts chapter six where the church is growing, and this is right after Pentecost. The early church is growing, 
and it gets to a point where there's some maybe some uh, things falling through the cracks, some balls getting dropped. Um, the uh, the widows in the church were being neglected in the daily distribution of food. It was kind of like a church-led um, care for widow and orphan kind of thing, and. Uh, the church was doing that, but but then balls were getting dropped, and I think the church was like, "Hey, man, the apostles can do it." And I really appreciate what the apostles did. They got the whole church together. They had like a big church council meeting, our uh, church congregational meeting. Yeah. And it says they gathered the full number of the disciples, and they said, "Hey, guys, it wouldn't be great if we neglected the word of God to go wait on tables. Not that right. waiting on tables is less not, than is less than." Yeah. What they did is they appointed these servants, these deacons, who would go and do this work. And the apostle said, we will give our attention. We will be devoted to the word of God in prayer. And, and so, um, yeah, sometimes people may want their pastors to be doing something other than a word of God-centered ministry. Uh, our job is really to be practitioners of the word. We study it. We pray it, we get up and preach it, and then if you come in and meet with us or talk with us, we want to help you see, well, how does God's word apply to your life in this particular situation that Yeah, which through? is, I mean, we would hope that people are always asking that question. Mm-hmm. You know, that people are always asking, you know, what, what does God give me to do and understand in my particular life? There's like a zillion questions that could come from just that. Right. Because there's all these different life circumstances. So that's really our job is to help people discern what's God's will for their lives today. Mm-hmm. Right. So one thing, a, yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that makes our hearts happy, I'm sure it makes your heart happy, is like when people ask me, can you help me understand this scripture that I've been reading I don't understand? Mm-hmm. Like I, I had a, a college freshman, Quentin Schaefer. He came, shout out Quint, to Quentin. Hey, Quentin. He's been reading some difficult passages in Isaiah to yeah. understand. And he came and like asked me, can you help me understand this? And I was like, that's my, that's my jam. That's my, that's my, my heart job. is now happy. That's, that's why I'm like in this <laughs> role is to help you understand the yeah. Bible. Yeah. And so we want everyone to have that mindset. Um, I would gladly spend all my office hours helping people understand the Bible. Mm-hmm. That'd be a healthy thing, I think. It's important because there's so many other things that will try to like influence our faith or, or the way we live our lives. And there are other valid means by which we uh, come to conclusions about what's right and wrong. You mm-hmm. know, there, we have the gift of reason, we have the gift of science, we have the gift of tradition. We have the gift of culture, but we have to recognize that those things are always in service to the word of God. And we do not bend the word of God (laughs) to say what culture says. And just a final note here. I think more and more as a church, when we have conversations about this particular life issue or this particular situation, or even as we see like Christians wanting to be reconciled or having issues where they disagree, we always got to be the kind of people who are going to open the Bible and say, like, what does Jesus say about this? It's, it's a posture of humility to say, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe God really has something to say here mm-hmm. in, in my life. 
And so I think that to cultivate that posture and one of the things that we can really take comfort in in this is like our church isn't going to make it up every 10 years. We're not going to rewrite right. ourselves every mm-hmm. 10 years. So the word of God yeah. doesn't change and you belong to a church body that is pretty stable. We're, we're on the word of God. We're mm-hmm. not going to give that up. And so that should give us a sense of confidence, mm-hmm. continuity with the history of the church and with the future. Yep. And that is a good segue to our next episode nugget number three uh, we're going to talk about uh having a um a our, our confessions the confessions that we hold to um as a church body and those confessions are not the word of god but they are what we believe is a faithful interpretation of god's word and that basically means that we're not reading the bible alone we're reading it with two thousand years of brothers and sisters in christ all right see you next time Thank you.